J-Bone here, and it is time to recap and review the 2023 Italian Grand Prix. Let's kick things off with everybody's favorite summarization. Here's the 2023 Italian Grand Prix in 60 seconds. The Yuki Sonoda list starting grid consisted of Carlos Sainz in pole position, Max Verstappen in P2, and Charles Leclerc in P3. We all expected Max to pass Carlos by lap four, but lap after lap, Sainz defended beautifully and started getting Max a little worried as Sainz demonstrated he just might have what it takes to pull this off. And then Sainz locked up on lap 15 and Max passed him and ended up winning the race by a lot and set a new all-time F1 record of 10 straight race wins. Oscar Piastri could not stay away from trouble, getting a five-second penalty for an incident with Liam Lawson and then making contact with both his teammate Lando Norris as well as Lewis Hamilton with the latter collision ruining his race. It didn't ruin Lewis's race though because Lewis finished P6 even though he got a penalty for hitting Piastri. Alex Albon would not let anybody pass him as he picked up an amazing P7 result. Checo ended up making his way past both Ferraris and ended up taking P2 two, leaving both Ferraris to fight each other for the final podium position. Ferrari told their drivers to race but not take any risks, and they did not listen because they almost collided three separate times before Sainz took P3 too much to Fossi celebration. J-Bone! In my Italian Grand Preview, I gave you four Formula One storylines to follow for the 2023 Italian Grand Prix. Now let's see how those shaped up. Your first storyline to follow was, is Max Verstappen about to fall victim to the Monza curse and thus DNF because the winner of the previous Italian Grand Prix is cursed to DNF at the following one. And Max predictably did not DNF. He, in fact, finished the race and finished it P1 at that, thus putting the Monza curse in an absolute body bag. Max Verstappen's first place finish at the Italian Grand Prix made it 10 Grand Prix wins in a row for him, which set a new record for consecutive race wins that does not look like it's going to stop at just 10. With the consecutive race win record now done and dusted, Let's look ahead to see some of the many other Formula One records Max Verstappen is going to be attempting to break this season. There's the record for most wins in a season, currently held by Max Verstappen at 15. Max just needs four more wins through the remaining eight races to break that. There's the record for highest percentage of wins in a season, currently held by Alberto Ascari at 75%. Max needs to win five of the remaining eight races to break that, which would be insane because Ascari only had to win six total races to set his record. There's the record for most consecutive podium finishes, currently held by Michael Schumacher at 19. If Max finishes on the podium of the next five Grand Prix in a row, he will break that record. And there are plenty. More records Max is on the path to breaking by way of this historic season he's having. And folks, even if you're sometimes bored by the race results, you have to at least appreciate the sheer historic domination that we are all witnessing from Max Verstappen right now. Your second storyline to follow was how will Ferrari perform at their home Grand Prix in Italy? And despite how Ferrari appeared to be doing everything in their power at the end of the race to ensure a double DNF, both Ferrari cars not only finished their home race, but had a 1-2 finish when you decide to substitute in an alternate reality in which Red Bull doesn't exist like many F1 fans have done. The scenes were absolutely electric at Monza for the podium celebration as the Tifosi got to see a Ferrari driver celebrate on the Italian Grand Prix podium for the second year in a row. And I, for one, am happy that Ferrari fans got to be happy themselves at their home Grand Prix because they have not gotten to be happy at pretty much every other Grand Prix this season. Although, I'm not happy that it was signs on the podium instead of Leclerc, because that made my prediction not come true. More on that later, sadly. My predictions were really bad. Your third storyline to follow was, how will the injured Daniel Ricciardo's fill-in, Liam Lawson, perform at his second Grand Prix? And oh man, 
There is some major drama brewing in Formula One right now. For the second race in a row, substitute driver Liam Lawson, who's filling in for AlphaTauri's injured Daniel Ricciardo, looked less like a substitute driver and more like a driver who should have a permanent seat in Formula One. In just his second ever F1 race, Lawson finished just barely out of the points in P11, which is impressive considering AlphaTauri as a team have not finished a race higher than P10 all season, even though they've used four different drivers. Now here's the kicker. AlphaTauri have not yet decided who either of their two drivers will be for next season, and with Liam Lawson's solid substitute performances in the last two races, it is now a heated three-way battle between Lawson and AlphaTauri's two current drivers, Yuki Tsunoda and Daniel Ricciardo, for those two 2024 AlphaTauri driver spots. AlphaTauri are targeting a Qatar Grand Prix return from injury for Daniel Ricciardo, meaning Liam Lawson will probably have two more opportunities to prove to AlphaTauri that he deserves one of those two seats before Ricardo takes his seat back from Lawson, with both drivers competing for quality results compared to Yuki Tsunoda when they race. Now, a crazy aspect of this battle is that by the time Daniel Ricardo returns from injury, he'll have driven in less F1 races this season than his replacement, Liam Lawson, considering Ricardo himself only just joined AlphaTauri mid-season to replace Nick DeVries. This is an absolutely crazy situation, and I truly have no clue which two drivers AlphaTauri are going to pick. I will be eagerly watching this story as it develops, and we'll keep you all updated. My Italian Grand Prix recap is sponsored by Bird Dogs, who make the best shorts and pants you will ever try on, and I promise I'm not just saying that because they pay me to. I literally wear Bird Dogs at least four days per week, okay? I'm not a shill. I just love their product, and also I'm they're paying me. I'm wearing a pair of Bird Dogs right now, okay? And I do so today and many other days because they are my go-to shorts due to how incredibly comfortable they are. My favorite thing about Bird Dogs is that they come with underwear already built into them and that underwear does not ride up or bunch up like traditional underwear can. Because the underwear is built into the shorts, it also cuts down on laundry, which is a nice additional benefit. You need to be wearing Bird Dogs and I've got you covered with a special deal. Go to birddogs.com bone or enter promo code bone on birddogs.com for this free white tech cat with your order of the best shorts and pants on planet earth. It's not this hat, this one's mine but it's one just like it. It's an awesome hat. It's made out of this lightweight tech material that feels great and it's just perfect for whatever you want to do in it. That's birddogs.com slash bone and enter promo code bone to get this free white tech hat with your order. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. I promise you. Your final storyline to follow was the Italian Grand Prix very well may decide the fate of Logan Sargent's Formula One career. And I actually don't think it did, but not because Logan did particularly good or bad. America's only Formula One driver, Logan Sargent, is currently on the chopping block and needs to deliver his team Williams Racing some good results soon or else they'll be replacing him for next season, most likely with Mick Schumacher, if so. At this past weekend's Italian Grand Prix, Logan had a very up and down race that saw flashes of both brilliance and not brilliance. Logan Sargent was running a solid race from P15 on the starting grid. After Hamilton and Piastri collided on lap 41, Logan was actually running in the points at P10 with just nine laps remaining in the Grand Prix. However, his hard tires were wearing down and he had the surging Valtteri Bottas gaining on him. And in the course of battling Bottas, Logan locked up his grip deficient tires and slammed into the side of Bottas, falling behind Bottas, taking damage and earning a five second penalty in the process and all that combined to end his dream of a points finish at Monza. However, as one Redditor noted, Logan did actually manage to score his first points at Monza, if you include penalty points, as Logan was handed two penalty points on his super license for that collision with Bottas. Logan, you got some chances left to get those points. Let's see it, baby. Logan!
Next up, here are my Italian Grand Prix shout-outs and get-outs. Shout-out to Carlos Sainz for silencing the haters and proving that he does have the race pace to compete with his Ferrari teammate, Charles Leclerc. With this solid P3 result at Monza, Carlos Sainz not only gave Ferrari's home fans something to cheer for, which they really needed this season, he was also named Driver of the Day and became the 10th driver this season to finish on a Grand Prix podium. Last season saw only seven drivers finish on the podium total, so I call that progress. Get out to Alpha Tauri for whatever they did or didn't do to Yuki Tsunoda's car that made it take a smoke break during the formation lap, which caused Yuki to DNS or did not start. Yuki has some of the worst Monza luck you'll ever see, as he's now DNS'd at two of the past three Italian Grand Prix. DNSs are quite rare in this Formula One era, so that's a pretty wild statistic. Shout out to Valtteri Bottas for finishing in the points for the first time in six races and just the third time all season. Bottas deserved it after how cool he looked with his helmet and livery. Based on that alone, he deserved this, okay? Bottas' season has been absolutely a bizarre with him having only finished in the points at the first race of the season, the eighth race of the season, and the 14th race of the season. If this pattern holds, Bottas will score points one more time this season, and that will be at the season's 19th race in Mexico. Better believe that if he has not scored points before then, that's gonna be one of my predictions. And last but not least, get out to the Monza curse for clearly not existing. If it was real, Max Verstappen would have DNF'd at the Italian Grand Prix, not won the race. Max Verstappen just absolutely proved to everyone that the Monza curse is even faker than Checo's chances at winning a World Drivers' Championship are while he's teammates with Max. Finally today, here's how my three bona fide Italian Grand Prix race predictions ended up. My first race prediction was that Lando Norris would finish on the podium at Monza, and he did not because just like in Belgium, McLaren's straight line speed just was not there. And also Lando was stuck looking at the wide rump of Alex Albon all race, whose slippery Williams car is almost impossible to pass at power tracks like Monza. My second race prediction was that Charles Leclerc would finish on the podium at Monza. He did not because he was not able to make it past Carlos Sainz at the end of the race, despite coming close on numerous occasions and seemingly being willing to yeet both himself and Sainz out of the race with his attempts. I think we can all agree would have been the most Ferrari thing ever for them to knock each other out of the race right at the end. I was pretty much expecting it to happen, honestly, and I'm shocked that it did not. And my third race prediction was that Alex Albon would finish in the top five at Monza, and he did not. Although him and his wide rump did run a great race and tie Williams' best result of the season with his impressive P7 performance. So yes, I went zero for three with my Italian Grand Prix race predictions just one week after being less than a second from going three for three my predictions. Feel free to roast me in the comments. You also may remember that I predicted the Italian Grand Prix's top five finishers and my predictions were as follows. P5 Alex Albon, P4 Checo Perez, P3 Charles Leclerc, P2 Lando Norris, P1 Max Verstappen, and my 5-4-3-2-1 was a 7-2-3-8-1. Hey, at least I got Leclerc and Verstappen's positions right, okay? Just an incident on the race. Subscribe now so that I can see you back here later this week for the world premiere of my newest video in which I break down the five weirdest circuits in Formula One history. Special shout out to my top Patreon supporters and YouTube channel members at Rated Bookie, Glow, and Green Ghost One. If you want your name shouted out in all my videos along with a bunch of other awesome perks, hit up the Patreon and or YouTube channel member links in the description of this episode. And until next time, folks, Jibba! J-Bone!